You're listening to Productivity Protected, the podcast that's all about data privacy and security. We'll unpack emerging threats, hot issues in data security, and top ways to protect your data and how you work. Here's your host, Spencer Kupferman. Welcome back to the Productivity Protected podcast here at PKWare. I'm your host, Spencer Kupferman, the CEO of PKWare. We've got a fantastic episode planned. It's called IBM in the Future of Cybersecurity. That's right. We finally have a celebrity from IBM who is joining us on this podcast. I am so thrilled to have Meredith Stoll, the VP of IBM Z Ecosystem. How about that for a title? I wish my title had ecosystem in it. That means you're absolutely special. Uh, Great to have Meredith here. Uh, And Meredith uh, certainly uh, is a a rock star at IBM, been there for almost 20 years. And uh, before I get into depth on her bio, and then of course, I'm going to kick it over to Meredith. You know, Meredith and I, we come from a little bit of a different generation. For those Cognos folks listening in here today, all of you Cognos BI addicts out there, uh, Meredith and I come from that. Uh, so great to, I was telling her before we got on live that I don't think I've spoken to a Cognos person in 20 years. So uh, great to have that in common with Meredith. Of course, PKWare uh, has hundreds of mainframe customers. We've been a, uh, a an IBM partner uh, for decades uh, with, with the great uh, uh, IBM on the mainframe. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, IBM. We're going to talk about the future of cybersecurity uh, and a bunch of other things in between. So let me jump right in to Meredith's bio. Uh, Meredith is the vice president of IBM Z ecosystem, helping to build skills and a strong community of partners for IBM Z. That's, that's the mainframe. She and her team work with clients, universities, students, professional developers, and business partners around the world to broaden the IBM Z ecosystem of solutions and build critical skills needed in the marketplace. She also leads developer outreach activities, including hackathons, meetups, trial programs to increase awareness of the platform and ignite innovation. And IBM, for all of those who follow IBM, they are leading innovators. And we'll talk about that. Meredith has worked with a, with a broad range of IBM software solutions, and much of her background is in the analytics field, where she's worked as a business analyst. And as I've mentioned before, uh, from that that drawing from that Cognos background, like myself, uh, proudly, uh, as well as uh, enterprise implementation consultant, she's a program manager and a leader for business analytics, technical, and sales enablement. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Meredith Stoll from IBM to the Productivity Protected podcast. Spencer, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I feel really special just being able to be on this podcast. I've been wanting to to be on this podcast for a while. So exciting to talk with you and to delve into some of this innovation. Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I said, we're honored to have you and uh, hold obviously our partnership with IBM is in a very special special place here at PKWare for, for the, all the decades that I had mentioned earlier. Meredith, why don't we just jump right in? And then before we start getting into the innovation, um, I'm always interested to learn uh, about our guests and how they've arrived uh, in their careers. And you certainly have had a storied career. Again, I've mentioned uh, your time at Cognos and now uh, at IBM for almost 20 years. Um, maybe 
Could you share with our audience out there uh, who's tuned in here uh, a little about, uh, you know, your history, uh, your journey? How do you end up becoming the vice president of IBM's ecosystem? How did you end up at Cognos? Of course, maybe that's more personal for me. I'd love to know that, um, but I'm sure our listeners would. And, uh, you know, what originally got you started in this technology space? It's really interesting. Um, you know, I have zero technical degree and zero technical skills background from a from a college perspective or educational perspective. My degree was actually in international economics and business diplomacy. And at the beginning of my career, I went into budget and operation analysis and I was an analyst and our company started to implement a new ERP. And it had this business intelligence package. I had no idea what business intelligence was at the time, but it was called Cognos. And uh, the IT team, they came to me, they asked me to implement this thing that they didn't know. They're like, hey, you're gonna be the primary user of this as an analyst, so you go ahead, take this, own it, figure it all out. And I fell in love. I fell in love with the technology that enabled me to do my job so much easier, so much better, I could actually do value add analysis instead of focusing on trying to figure out how to collate all the data and bring it together. And I loved it. I loved how tech could help me do my job. So I decided that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help others leverage this technology. And that's when I became a implementation, implementation consultant with Cognos. So straddling both the, the line of business, so being able to talk to the line of business, understand what their requirements are, and then translate that to what is the art of the possible with technology and how can technology help you to achieve those business outcomes. Um, now, Cognos, Cognos was then acquired by IBM. So that's how I kind of became an IBMer and just followed my career. I, I, I really, from there, I went to management. I realized how much I really enjoyed um, enabling individuals to kind of be the best that they can be. That's when I went into um, sales enablement, pre-sales enablement, once again, a combination of tech, but also with this, how can, how can I help you to be even better than you are today, right? And also from a technology perspective, then I wanted to explore, hey, can I take all of the stuff that I've been teaching and actually implement it in the field? So that's when I went and explored how to become a transformational manager to take a team, an underperforming team, if you will, and turn it into a, 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 an outstanding performing team. And that's when I started working with skills and academic initiatives, started actually helping to create business analytic degree programs, data science programs, startup programs. And then that's when the IBM Z systems team came and knocked on my door and said, hey, we want to explore this ecosystem. We want to continue to build skills. We want to look at developer outreach. And that's how I came into mainframe. And I have loved it. I have been, so I've been in mainframe maybe for about eight years, maybe. Um, I have never, ever met a more passionate community than the mainframe community. They love their technology. They love what they do. It is so innovative. And there are constantly more and more and more of industry firsts coming out because they work on some of the, the toughest problems that are out there. So that's how I got to where I am. And believe it or not, I would say my job now with ecosystem and partner relationships and um, working with developer advocates, 
probably uses my international business diplomacy degree more than anything else. <laughs> so it's been great. No, I can identify with the passion. Um, like I said, of course, I can identify with the Cognos aspect of your journey. Similar, uh, fell in love just like you uh, with, with that technology. Um, but I can identify with the passion of the Big Iron folks. I mean, about that group and their history. Uh, let's let's get into some of that technology here and have you opine on that, uh, Meredith, uh, for our listeners. Let's specifically, if we can, let's get into, uh, obviously, there's one constant in technology I always tell our people at PKWare, and that's change. Uh, and that's a constant. And technology will always be changing. Uh, it did long before you and I got on the scene, Meredith. It's going to long before, uh, long after, rather. Uh, we are no longer on on the on the technology scene, and I want to uh, I want to uh, bring your attention, if we can, to something. Uh, uh, for example, quantum resistant cryptography. Now, if you could say that ten times quickly, I, you, I'll buy an ice cream cone next time I see you. Um, uh, so let, let's let, let's hear it. What you know? So many different things change the landscape in technology. The internet, the, the you know, software as a service. I mean, we could go down the list here. Uh, Let's. What, why don't you, if you can, shed some light on 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 it for us? Quantum resistant cryptography. I can't even say it once right. Um, that that came to mind here. Wanted to get your two cents on that. And how soon does IBM, you know, see a need for that? And maybe that's already happening. I would say that the time is now. Right. It is now is when you need to be thinking about this. And when you're in technology, you've always got to be looking at you know where is the puck going to be and thinking forward, thinking about those innovations, because otherwise you're gonna fall behind quickly. And sometimes that can cost you your business. So in this case, um, the latest IBM Z16, we have the industry first um, quantum safe encryption because the bad actors are already out there today, right? They're out there, they're harvesting encrypted data, and then they're gonna use future quantum capabilities to break that encryption. So IBM co-created some of the crucial first uh, quantum safe algorithms. And now we delivered the industry first quantum safe technology and services. I know, say that like, to your point, say that 10 times. <laughs> um, because we do, we predict that the fault tolerant quantum computers, they're gonna be able to break these modern encryptions that we have today. And that's why we have to develop, while we've been developing these quantum computers, We've also been investing in how do you secure cryptography against those future threats, developing what we call that quantum safe cryptology algorithms. As a matter of fact, earlier this year, the US National Institute of Standards and Technology chose future quantum safe standards. And three out of four of those were developed with the help of IBM researchers. So companies need to be looking at how can we, how can we be quantum safe today because waiting until tomorrow may be too late. PK, where is with you 100% on that, Meredith? It is the time is now. There's so many nefarious actors out there doing so many bad, bad things. Let's get even more specific and talk about the Telem chip. Uh, the Telem chip associated, of course, with the Z16, both significant on chip AI infused processing. The question is how does IBM see Telem and, and AI affecting uh, mainframe? Uh, cybersecurity uh, uh, hygiene, if you will, um, for the enterprise? Well, I'm going to look at first, what 
what is this Tellum chip and what is it all about and why in the world do we have it? Why did we develop it? And what is the value that it's giving to our clients? And then kind of bleed that into how does that then impact cybersecurity and everything that's going on with cybersecurity today? So once again, another industry first, right, is this integrated on-chip AI accelerator. It is designed for high-speed, latency-optimized inferencing. So it is game-changing. Um, on-chip inferencing delivers up to 300 billion requests per day with one millisecond response time. Okay, what in the world does that actually mean? <laughs> and what is inferencing? Um, you know, when we started to look at the design, one of the key components and one of the key things that we do when we're looking at future innovations is going out with our, to our clients and working with our clients to understand what are the problems that they have today that they can't solve. And when we were looking at AI, because we know AI is the future, AI is a key differentiator. Um, AI is truly going to be infused in everything that we're doing. But what was the challenge that clients were having with AI? We wanted to know, is it around training the models? Is it around creating the algorithms? Do you need help there? What can we do? What can we do in that component? And the answer was no. Like we've got what we need from a from out and you know creating the algorithms from training those those models, but we're having a problem when we put it into production, and when we go to actually score. So what you're doing when you're doing these transactions, whether it's a um, a credit card transaction, whether it's an account transaction, whatever type of transaction that's going through at high volumes we cannot score every one of them. So let me give you an example. Only 10% of the transactions in these high volume enterprise workloads were going through real-time AI screening. That means 90% of preventable fraud, for example, was going undetected. So what if you could score 100% of those transactions with almost no impact to SLA? That's that's the problem we decided to tackle. Um, and that's what that on-chip acceleration does. It enables the ability, quite honestly, for our clients to fight cybercrime, right? Because a lot of times fraud and some of these other things that you're, you're wanting to infuse AI into the transactions for, it's a result, the end result of some cybercrime. So even if somebody gets access to your credit card, if you're a credit card company, they could stop that with real-time AI powered by IBM Z systems. So for example, a large US bank, um, they were unable to score, once again, all of the transactions in real time. They were using an off-platform scoring engine, um, but due to that, that network latency, only um, 80, well, I should say, only 20% were scored, 80% of those transactions weren't scored. Now, leveraging this AI acceleration, they have 100% real-time scoring, and they've saved over $20 million in exposure to risk every year. So that to me is how you're kind of looking at um, on, on chip acceleration, inferencing, and then that connection back over to cybersecurity, cybercrime, and how can you prevent that through, through truly scoring everything that's coming through from your transactions. The 10% versus the 100% uh, delta is scary. Uh, so I appreciate that. I think that's a great segue, Meredith, into... Uh, into AI and just you, you've referenced that a few times in your last answer. And I just think we should just dive into AI. Um, it, you know, I guess with the rapid enhancements of AI, of course, it's all we read about uh, every day, it seems like now. Um, 
you know, are we're seemingly attempting to give hackers the upper hand uh, with this type of technology. I'm curious if IBM believes there'll come a day when the good guys, if you will, uh, that's all of us here on this on this podcast, uh, have the upper hand uh, in the cyber war. And, you know, do we really, you know, do we believe that we are tipping the scales in our favor um, at this point with these new uh, technologies uh, that you've referenced? I think that it is definitely a constant battle, right? It is, you're never going to be done. You're never going to be done. You have to always be very diligent. And the bad actors, they're using more advanced techniques and capabilities. So guess what? We have to as well. Our clients have to as well. Every single business needs to. But we've got some amazing tech, like we've talked about. We've got some incredible innovation to help fight this so that it's not hand-to-hand combat. You can actually leverage this tech that's inherent in infrastructure, inherent in these applications that are available, inherent in the technology that's out there on the market. The key is using it, right, and implementing it and acting. Um, So from from a Z perspective, whether it's confidential computing, right? That protects against both internal and external threats, protecting data in motion, at rest, in use. And even if privileged credentials are compromised, your data remains protected. But the key is using the technology. And that's where I think it is so important for companies, no matter who you are, where you are, what size you are, you've got to stay diligent. And the way to do that is to act is to use the technology, leverage these amazing capabilities and and truly implement this so that you can remain protected and you can remain in front of all of the bad actors that are out there. They're still gonna be there, but use the technology. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you will be, there's gonna be a breach. In fact, um, in 2022, the average cost of a breach was $4.35 million. And of the companies that were surveyed, 83% had experienced at least one breach. It's why every company needs to have a comprehensive, holistic view of how they're going to protect data, how you're going to protect applications, and how you're going to ensure privacy. So you need to act. We uh, couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we're, we're in the market every day, uh, Meredith, as you know, on the front lines of this battle. Uh, and um, and it's, sometimes it's not money. It's real lives at stake. It's not just cash and, and, and Bitcoin. It's, it's real, real lives and real national security uh, issues uh, for different countries. And, and of course, uh, our banking system, of which you know, the majority of our, of our customer base, uh, certainly on our PK Protect platform, uh, are are the some of the largest enterprise banks in the world. So, um, if you if you're going to be at the share uh, the share conference, which is the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl of mainframe conferences in the world, we hope you'll come by and you'll come see us and you'll ask us about our PK Protect for for ZOS and and our development innovation um, on this very special IBM uh, platform, very historical IBM platform. Uh, and again, that's in August. For those of you who are listening in, uh, please do come to share and share. Come to share and share uh, with us. Okay, we have time for one more question because 
Of course, Meredith is very important. VIP person has to jump back to the uh, quantum computer solving the world's most difficult issues in the world at IBM. And she's right in the middle of it. So we need to let her go do that. But before I do let her go, I, if you could just leave them with one thing uh, about the IBM Z ecosystem, uh, the history, the accomplishments, where it's going, the future uh, after today's episode, what would you like to leave them with, Meredith? Let's see. I, I would definitely say we're fun. Our ecosystem is fun. We are innovative. We are working on some of the most complex problems that are out there with some of the most pretty cool tech, right? So join us, be a part of the ecosystem. We're growing, we're vibrant, we're sustainable, we're diverse. Um, and we work on stuff that matters. So join the ecosystem, join our community at IBM Z and Linux One community and be a part of it. Awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's a great message. It's been absolutely all the honor to me and to PKWare for having you, Meredith. Again, we're with Meredith Stoll, the VP of IBM Z Ecosystem, who's kind enough to give us her time. And of course, uh, our partnership with IBM for decades at PKWare. So appreciative to have her. I hope she'll visit us again. I hope she'll come back when the next tell and chip, whatever genius thing IBM comes up with and she'll share and drop the knowledge and all the statistics and, and all of this uh, great information that she shared with our listeners around the globe today. I want to thank uh, Meredith for, for being with us. It's It's been awesome. It's been real. Uh, and you'll come back and visit us uh, here. Uh, and and um, I just, like I said, uh, appreciate the partnership with IBM. Uh, thank you so much, Meredith Stoll, for, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Uh, tune in. Uh, we're, do not turn the channel, ladies and gentlemen. We will have another awesome special guest here for yet another episode. We don't disappoint. Did, Meredith certainly did not disappoint here. Uh, we never disappoint here on the Productivity Protected Podcast. Uh, so appreciative for our partners, our customers, our listeners, uh, for Meredith to join us. Uh, and for our next guest, who I'm not going to disclose on this episode, you'll have to check us out on LinkedIn and Twitter and all the social media to, or come to our website, uh, check us out. I'm your host, Spencer Kupferman, the CEO uh, at PKWare. It's been awesome here with Meredith. Don't turn the channel. We're going to see you on our next episode. Thank you to everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Productivity Protected. Learn more about how PKWare protects data and workflows by visiting pkware.com and join us next time for more insider info on protecting data wherever it lives and moves.